When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. One more day to go for opening day. Cody Del Mendo's here, Ryan Herrera. And down in the left-hand corner, the quirky left-hander from Northwest Indiana, the conductor of the Big Blue Train, MLB oh, Networks, <laughs> Dan Plezak, joining us for our season preview. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing really well. Actually, it's funny. You know what? This opening day, it's starting April 7th. And about, if you go back almost four weeks ago, Luke, you and I had a conversation. It was really like opening day wasn't going to be about till the beginning of May. So fortunately, cooler heads prevail. A deal was struck. Better late than never. Um, Unfortunately for the people that work around the teams and the ballparks in Arizona and Florida, it wasn't a normal spring training. But fingers crossed, we have baseball for five more years. I mean, that's what we're all that's what we're all hoping for, Dan. Is like just a little piece now and go ahead and play regular baseball around the country uh, this summer. We've got an interesting team coming up with the Cubs this year. You know, we launched this network and we're thinking, well, we're not sure what they're going to do. They come in, they sign Stroman, and they sign Suzuki, and I don't know. I you're another one of your former teams. You played two years for the Cubs, but obviously the Brewers are the team to pick in the division. But I feel like. As crazy as it might sound, and I don't feel like the Cubs are totally out of this division, despite the fact that they traded away all their core players from the championship season. How does it look to you uh, from the outside? You know, to me, I thought the Cubs were accelerating the process and they weren't just going to throw the towel in when they signed Marcus Stroman. I think it caught a lot of people by surprise. It caught me by surprise. Two guys, I think, are going to have to be key. Frank Schwindel, is he the real thing? Patrick Wisdom. Last year, these two guys, if they can bring some thump to the lineup, from what I understand and from what I hear the reports on Suzuki, he's a terrific player. Got off to kind of a slow start in spring training. Hit a home run the last week. Like the player, everybody that I've talked to said he's a finished product. You never quite know how a guy's going to adapt to major league pitching. They see more off speed, more split fingers, not as much velocity in Japan as they face here. It'll be interesting to see how he makes that development from the league to the Major League Baseball. But from what I've heard, the guy has great skills and he has a chance to be a good player. Yeah, Cap Cap had that glowing recommendation from one of the old Dodgers GMs, too, about Suzuki. Saying that he was the real deal. Yeah, saying he's a real deal. So, like, I I feel like that's a very, not universal maybe, but a sentiment that's shared around baseball that Suzuki I thought is. he had a, the, the game against the White Sox. Again, spring training, but a couple hits. He didn't hit a home run, but he had a couple hits in the game. Uh, you know, showed what he can do yeah. uh, more than just hitting the ball out the ballpark. Dan, were you surprised that the, the core never lived back up to 2016? I mean, obviously, fall was a difficult time to be a Cubs fan in Chicago, 
and they just never could recapture that magic, even though they were pretty good, you know, in, in 17, they just couldn't get back to the World Series. No, they couldn't, Luke. And, and it's funny because after being on site and being in Cleveland when they won that World Series, I, like a lot of people, felt like this was a team that looked like they were going to be a dynasty in the Central. The Brewers were kind of up and coming. The Cardinals were kind of an aging team. When I look back at it and you try to dissect what went wrong, I, I don't know what went wrong other than they had the best pitcher in the planet for about a year and a half, and that was Jake Arrieta. Jake Arrieta never regained that form of the guy that was nearly unhittable in 2015 and the first half of the season in 2016. I mean, he was a one-man wrecking crew. They acquired him in a trade from the Orioles. John Lester was always Mr. Consistent. I just thought they lacked that guy, that that big game that they had to win. John Lester had some mileage on that left arm. And John, John Lester was, you could make a case, arguably one of the best free agent signings in Chicago sports history as far as baseball goes. He lived up to everything the Cubs hoped that he was going to be. But that rotation just wasn't as good. And I think, and I'm not pointing fingers at one guy in particular, but 15-16, when the Cubs needed to win a game, they were up against it. They were down. They had to win a game. When Arietta took the mound, you had a feeling if they scored a run or two early on, they were going to win that game. And he really never kept and held that form that he had 2015 through 2016. And when he came back the second time around, it just wasn't the same pitcher either. <laughs> no. you know, when he came back to be a Cub. Yeah. A few years too late. Yeah, that, that didn't he, work out. He mentions like Lester and Arietta. It, that's why I always kind of go back to 2018 where the Cubs had a lot of injuries, somehow still managed to win 95 games, but not having you Darvish mm -hmm. at what we saw peak you Darvish in, you know, second half of 2019, the 2020 season as well. If the Cubs have that, who knows? I know the offense was quote-unquote broke, according to Theo Epstein, but that, that would have been the guy after 16-17 right. that, who knows? Again, 2018 is always going to be the Euro – that I look back at when you look at that core and be like, they were, they, this could have happened if this and this and this happened, but that's just how it goes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of like the it, poor timing, I guess is the way, like I, you know, we talked about last year, there's the struggles from the position guys, the core, whereas like the bullpen was out of this world. Um, and you know, like the Tapera Chafin, uh, Kimbrel, I was like, it was like that bullpen was great. It's just like other things weren't working. Whereas before, like you mentioned, the pitching in eighteen, I mean, it's just nothing ever outside of sixteen. It didn't just didn't really click at the right time ever again. Yeah. And we, like we discussed yesterday, like maybe held on to like the Cubs held on too long to the core guys or, or that hope that everything would click. And I guess you got what you could in twenty twenty one. But if you had gone a different route two years earlier, a year earlier, uh, you know, things might be different now for the Cubs. You know, Luke, you go you go back to that World Series championship in 2016. They were up against it. They were down three games to one. But when you have Arietta, Kyle Hendricks, and John Lester, they ran three pitchers out that if they scored, they felt like they could win. And I just felt they lost that pitching edge that they had in 2016. They just were better. They were the they were the version of what the Brewers are right now. The Cubs starting pitching was just better than everybody else's, particularly in the Central. And though they were down three games to one to the Indians, you still had a feeling like if they got it back to three games to two, 
Now the pressure goes on the Indians. And then once it got to a game seven, you know, an, an absolutely epic game seven, but it was about pitching. And, you know, there was some health involved. Chris Bryant spent some time. He was injured. And, and it was, I don't want to like blame one guy or one area, but that dominating, start, dominating starting pitching, it just wasn't there. And Dan, now you look at that core and the only guys left, Kyle Hendricks, Jason Hayward, and Wilson Contreras. And Contreras has had a lot of trade rumors around his name because he said, you know, there have been no extension talks. How valuable is Wilson Contreras in Major League Baseball or in general a, a catcher who can also hit and has really improved his pitch framing and all those things? What kind of value does he have around Major League Baseball? He has a lot of value, Luke. Uh, the only the only issue now is, you know, in this day and age of analytics, when you start your birthday, you start rolling into 29 and 30, the industry looks at you like, I don't know, like that could be damaged goods. Maybe the best baseball is in his rearview mirror, particularly a high-volume position like playing catcher. I just know this. There aren't that many good catchers around the game of baseball. And I'm not knocking Yadi or Molina. We still talk about Yadi Molina is one of the top catchers in baseball. He's been around forever. It is a tough position. He and Sal Perez of the of the Royals, those two guys really are still the benchmark. JT Real Muto with the Phillies is kind of that new wave guy that can hit, run, steal some bases. There is always going to be a need for catching. And if the Cubs are thinking about putting him on the market, most of the time, Good teams, they're always in a market for a catcher. So if the Cubs are looking to move him, say at the trade deadline, if the season doesn't go as expected, if he's healthy and productive, there'll be a big market for Contreras. Yeah, that, that I mean, that's another question. We have someone in our chat, uh, Craig, is asking, like, in, in your mind, I know Cap, we asked the same question when he was on, but in your mind, is Wilson Contreras, does he end this year as a member of the Chicago Cubs? I, I think, it, you know what, it, I'm going to hold I'm going to give you an answer and I'm going to say no. And, and the reason being is this division is awfully tough right now. The Cubs are going to be better than I think we expected going into November and December. A couple of free agents, Stroman and Suzuki, make them better. I, I just feel like that division is really good. The Brewers starting pitching, they're the envy of everybody in baseball. We've always thought of the Dodgers as being the pitching rich team. The starters that Milwaukee runs out there, one through five, they have Hader in the back end of the bullpen. I'm just curious who that other team is going to be. If the Cardinals are good, if Adam Wainwright can pitch like he did last year and Miles Michaelis can come back and be healthy, Cardinals, they, they had a blow with Jack Flaherty. He has some shoulder issues. If the Cardinals are good along with Milwaukee, I think it's going to be tough for the Cubs to compete for a wild card spot. If that's the case, you may see Contreras on the move. That's where I'd lean to be right now, the day before opening day. But those things can change. Yeah, I think we've all kind of given our takes on that as well. Yeah, and similar, I, right? Yeah. I love that he said those things could change. They, they can. Could. They and, can. <laughs> and you know what makes them change are all the X factors on this roster. The Cubs have built up. Uh, Jed Hoyer's built up a group of guys that are either reclamation projects, guys that never fully developed, they, they love a project. They lo they'd love to find their next Jake Arrieta, if it's possible in baseball history, a guy that was highly thought of. So they had one on their roster. They've had Ian Happ, who can't seem to put together two halves of a season. He'll have a great second half, but a bad first half. Or, you know, he'll have the middle part of the season will be good. Or an injury will bother him. And then another guy for left field is Clint Frazier, who didn't develop for the Yankees. 
do you think that there's some potential for some of these guys with the Cubs that they could find another diamond in the rough? I mean, I don't know if that Hap would be that, but certainly Frazier would be that type of scenario they're looking for. You know, having been on the East Coast now, right, I'm, I'm very much locked into what's going on with the Mets and the Yankees. And I can tell you this, for the longest of times, the Yankees, there were a lot of teams that were nibbling. Hey, we want Clint Frazier. And he had the concussion protocol, and it seemed to linger almost in for two seasons for Clint Frazier. I will say this. Everyone that you talk to from a scouting level says the bat plays. The bat played what he signed out of high school all the way through the minor leagues. The issue has been getting him on the field. I think getting him out of New York. That, that, that's a, it's a tough environment for a young player. It's a tough environment for a win-now mentality, which the Yankees have to have every year. And it's hard when you're on the injured list with COVID protocol for a couple of weeks. You get in that bat here or there. You get a chance to play in a series. And the Yankees are always, every series is a big series for the Yankees. And I think after a while, he kind of fell out of flavor there. And I really feel like, Luke, he could be one of those guys, when we get to the All-Star break, the four of us could be having a conversation saying, wow, can you believe Clint Frazier's hitting, you know, 295 with 15 home runs? and he's knocked in 40, I wouldn't be surprised because he's shown flashes of being that guy. He's going to get a chance to play. He's getting looked at from a new set of eyes, from David Ross to an entire coaching staff. And sometimes it's it's not the change of uniform that a player goes from one organization. It's the change of eyeballs. When you're with the same organization for a while, they know all the bad things, all the warts that you have. So you could have two or three good games in a row, and then the first time you strike out with a man on third and less than two outs, one of the coaches or somebody says, oh, that's the real guy right there. And so now he's under a new set of eyeballs, and hopefully this will light a fire under him, and it'll, it'll rejuvenate a career that looked like it was going to be very promising four years ago. The same could probably be said for the Cubs relievers. You know, obviously mm-hmm. you know about being a reliever, 18 years in the big leagues, three-time All-Star. I mean – they have a list of guys that have proven that they can do it or have shown the potential. Uh, how difficult is it to get that consistency as a reliever in the big leagues? And, and in the same scenario, can, can a new set of eyes, a new pitching coach, uh, sometimes turn somebody's career around? Look at last year. There is no way in the world you could have said going into May or June that the Cubs would have arguably, with the exception of Kimbrell, we knew what he was, that they would have one of the best bullpens in baseball. People would have looked at you and gone, we don't even know who these guys are. All of a sudden, Chafin turned himself into one of the most valuable left-handed relievers. Tapera turned himself into an amazing reliever. And all of a sudden, the Cubs had pieces in a bullpen at the trade deadline that there were teams from both leagues wanting to acquire these guys. My level has changed in Major League Baseball as far as bullpens. And I was stuck for the longest time in that old school thinking. You have to have an established guy. Look what the Rays have done for the last 10 years. Luke, they go to spring training every year, and it seems like they have a different closer every single year. It's a rotation. I will say this, now more than ever, we're in this age of, I call it dead brain heavers, where guys are just out there, they're rearing back and throwing as hard as they can. The problem with that, that what happens with the Rays they run through a lot of relievers, a lot of guys going on the injured list. So if you're the Cubs, what you have to do is you have to have a whole army of these kind of arms and the ones that can take the beating, 
they withstand. And those guys, hopefully, you can move and market those guys like they did with Chafin, like they did with Tapera. And sometimes you could come up with a bullpen that looks bad on paper to begin the year. Turns out to be a strength like it was last year. Yeah, and then another point in that is the fact that the Cubs don't really have a like set closer. So it feels like they have a bunch of of guys that they're going to um, you know throw in there as, as high leverage, quote unquote, high leverage guys. Which you mentioned the Rays, but also I know David Bell talked about that a lot last year with the Reds. Which granted, the Reds bullpen wasn't great last year, uh, but you look at the Cubs roster. I mean, is that what they have in the bullpen? Is that if they're just going with guys that instead of a closer, he's their best reliever is a guy that can throw in the sixth or seventh inning if they need to sh- need a shutdown inning. Do you, do you see, you know, Tommy Hotovy, David Ross, like that, them being able to kind of pull that off successfully with who they have now? I, I think the beautiful thing about being a relief pitcher today is that you, you don't really have something attached to you that, well, this guy can't pitch the seventh, can't pitch the eighth. Particularly with a team like the Cubs this year, Listen, they're looking for, you talked about it, high leverage out. Craig Council, the manager of the Brewers, calls it outgetters. I want as many outgetters as I can have. You'd love to have a conventional bullpen where you have a closer, you have a right-handed setup guy, a left-handed setup guy, a guy that's your long reliever. Nowadays, it really doesn't matter. You could start the season as a guy that comes in in the fourth or fifth inning. You pitch good two or three times in a row. All of a sudden, you're in that rotation. You're in that mix, pitching the seventh and eighth inning. Front offices and managers are not like they were 10, 12 years ago, where they see a good arm. They're not afraid to use that guy in the seventh or eighth inning. The big key still, pitching out of the bullpen, two things kill you, walks and home runs. Keep the base on balls down. Keep the ball in the ballpark. And that's really especially important at Wrigley when it starts to warm up late May into June and July when the ball flies out of that ballpark. Dan, we've spent the last month here kind of uh, raving about the Stroman signing and how it kind of jump-started the, the Cubs offseason. Uh, what should Cubs fans expect from Marcus Stroman? What do you think of him as, as a frontline starter at the beginning of the rotation? Uh, he's dependable, and I'm going to say this. One of his best abilities and qualities is his availability. This guy is not afraid to take the ball every five days. Um, He stays off the injured list. He loves doing what he does, and he's not afraid of the big moment. And I'm thinking that he's very excited to be part of the Chicago Cubs. Don't be surprised if he's not near the league lead in innings pitched. I think he's going to eat up a lot of innings. He's pitched on some good pitching staffs in Toronto and some good We lost Dan. Did we lose Dan? We'll we'll try him again. I don't know if he can hear us or not. Um, We wanted to go through, still we're going to go through some stuff with him, and we also want to talk about uh, the Carlos Correa article, or I guess we should say quote that came out, (laughs) and uh, we'll see if he comes back up here, because I know we want to ask him about that, and uh, the possibility that the Cubs may have actually wanted to make an offer to Carlos Correa, but... He changed agents partway through the offseason, and did that cause some problems for him that the offer never made it to Carlos Correa? And, yeah. and I, you know, we talk about that number that was put out there today, um, seven years, $30 million plus, right, each year? Yep. Uh, I just, <laughs> we'll get to the details of it later, but I just, I, when I hear that number, I wonder to myself, if that's the case... 
And he has signed this where he has an opt-out after one season if he wants. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't he opt out in Minnesota after one year and call the Cubs or any other team that might make that similar offer of 200 plus million dollars and say, uh, is it still on the table or can I get something close to that? Right. Well, I, I mean, think, maybe that's the flexibility of why he took the one year. I think that's exactly why he has the, well, the three years with options after pretty much every year. It's if he plays like Carlos Correa does, like he, like he next year, if he plays like he's, like he's Carlos Correa, he can, you know, after this next season, he goes back out, opts out, and then gets a contract that he's looking for. And if he doesn't, well, he's still got two more years on his contract. Like he doesn't have to opt out. Like he can, I think that's exactly the reason why he signed with the Twins. It's feel, it felt like a surprise contract at the time. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how many people had Correa going to the Twins, but then when it happened, you see the contract, you're like, okay, this makes some sense. Yeah, I mean, for me at least, when I saw the stuff from Stephen Nelson on Twitter today, it was kind of like, in a way, it kind of explained a lot on why he went to the Twins. Uh, no one expected him to go to the Twins. Nothing against Minneapolis, but it's not the market that you would expect someone like Carlos Correa to go to. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this opens up the door for the Cubs to, you know, be right there uh, in a regular offseason. Um, oh, is he back? Uh-oh. I think he's there. Oh, oh, oh we got him. Wow, what the hell? <laughs> the conductor's Boom, back. Magic. Wow. There we well, go. Well, you know what that is. That could be the Hudson River. I don't know. It could be. I know. Right <laughs> I, I literally I could hit a, a eight iron from my balcony into the water. Well, oh. you could, but I would yeah. need a driver to probably hit it there, and, <laughs> and maybe know. a golf cart with the driver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan, we were, we're going to talk to you a little bit about Correa in a second, but I, I did want to ask you a couple fun things. Uh, one being. Ronnie Woo Woo, you know, I don't know if people know this, but you were heavy duty into harness racing coming out of baseball. You had the farm in Northwest Indiana, and you used to name your horses after baseball. A lot of Hawk Harrelson names, but one of your first, Ronnie Woo Woo. And you had me out to the farm, and I rode around in that. Look at that. Look at me. I, I was all harnessed up, ready to go. And I even went around with Ronnie Woo Woo around that track by myself, now, lesser trainers, D. Wayne Lucas and some of these guys probably wouldn't have done it by themselves, but I did it. I have, this is the question. Ronnie Woo Woo was one of the first horses. If you're going to continue this horse racing moving forward, how about Saya Later or Sayonara for Saya Suzuki as you know a possible what? horse name? You could definitely sell me on that. Yes. The last, the, the last horse I owned, Luke, I was out of the game for about seven years. And I owned a horse with a couple of people that I owned some horses with from Illinois. And I named the horse Cake Daddy. And there's a story behind it. When I signed with Milwaukee in 1983, we all met together, all the guys that were signed in that draft. And we were in Paintsville, Kentucky. And an outfielder from Sacramento City College, Lavelle Freeman, said, man, the Brewers, this is the cheapest team I've ever seen. He said, man, I, I, I signed in the fifth round. I got $8,000. A buddy of mine went in the ninth round with the Twins, and he got twenty. And he looked at me. I was the first-round pick. And he said, hey, you, what'd you get? I said, ah. He goes, you were first round. What'd you get? I said, 75. He goes, damn, man, you got all the cake. You're the cake daddy. So I named this horse Cake Daddy. <laughs> cake Daddy, I like it. 
Beautiful. Do you think you're going to uh, going to go for another horse here, or, or are I you out of the business know. now? Uh, you, you know what, Luke? I tell you what, I, I hadn't owned since, gosh, you and I knew each other, and that was 2008 with Ronnie Wu. I remember that very well. It was a warm, sunny day in the month of June, and I went about seven years without owning a horse, and as it would be, there he is. There he is, the man, the myth, the legend, Ronnie <laughs> Wu. Look at that, that number his, six. Yeah, that was his first lifetime race, too. He won his first ever race. And I remember it well because it was the day after Christmas. And on Christmas Day, I remember I was out on my training track thinking, I can't believe I'm doing this on Christmas Day. But, yeah, I had a lot of fun doing it. But I don't know. Being Since being attached, I'm so involved with baseball now, with the MLB Network. Luke, it's hard staying on top of 30 teams and 700 players. You're not going to know them all, every team, on every bullpen. I try to know as many as I can. But – I just don't have the time and I can't do it hands-on anymore. And once you've been a part of it and you're there every day in the barn, that's the beauty, the pleasure of the horses. So, I mean, I'll never say never, but the chances are probably not. Well, I'm just throwing it out there. Say a later's an idea. And if you need somebody to be hands-on, like you, you've seen my training skills, I got a little more free time. I could do it for you. And, and I know you have time for this, Dan. A good bratwurst or Italian oh. or a Polish at the ballpark. Now, people that don't know Dan, the deal is I've never met anybody who eats more encased meats at a ball game than me. <laughs> Other than, oh, okay, there's, there's Kobayashi, there's yeah. Joey Chestnut, and then there's Dan Plesak. All right. And, and All then right. maybe Rick Tellender of the Sun-Times would be just right after that. But you know where do you go to get your best bratwurst? When you go around the big leagues and you go to for some of these games and stuff, where do you like to eat uh, bratwurst the most? Okay. American Family Insurance Field, which is the ballpark in Milwaukee that used to be Miller Park. These ballparks change names every year. That would be number one. But if I, I were to rate ballpark food, and I feel like I'm a ballpark connoisseur, my number one would be guaranteed rate field. Their Italian sausage is to die for. Oh. It is to <laughs> die for. I mean, literally, if I'm on assignment with MLB Network and it's to do a White Sox game, I'm not excited to go home to see my family, my mom, and my relatives. I can't <laughs> wait to go to the ballpark, have two of those Italian sausages with mustard and French fries, and I've got all kinds of grease on my coat and my tie. I love it. <laughs> I would say White Sox, number one, and I'm going to tell you a good place, too, a city field in New York. If you haven't been, you have to go to that ballpark. I think it's better than Yankee Stadium from a fan standpoint. And they have this bridge, the Shea Bridge out in center field. Take a road trip, go out east. The ballpark food is terrific at City Field and also PNC where the Pirates play. Another great ballpark. Those would be my top three. So we know the Cubs are going to Pittsburgh. They're going to, to Toronto and Yankee Stadium this year, right? Well, Lisa, I know Yankee Stadium off the top of my head for sure. I'm pretty sure they head to Toronto as well this year. The Cubs, yeah. Yeah, Toronto. so that, those are two possible road trips for us. I, I remember a road trip with you. I believe it was Atlanta, and you ate like two brats, oh. two bags of peanuts, and I thought – I'm not going to see this guy for post game. There's no way any any human stomach could handle what he just put down, and yet you still delivered. Uh, are you still able to pack away three bratwurst and two bags of peanuts? 
Oh yeah, and and if and if it really comes over me, and if I feel like, man, I've got to do a burger at the ballpark, I'm gonna do burger too. And if I'm really like, if I've had a couple of days where I know I'm gonna be on assignment with Luke, and I know we're going to one of those ballparks, I'll make sure that I'll I'll get some chips with salsa and cheese. I'll do that thing, the nacho thing too. You just don't want to be sitting next to me on the plane the next day when we're flying back. That's all. Well, if you if fly you, the plane yourself, <laughs> if you make your way down to Atlanta, did you hear about the World Champions Burger they're selling? No, it's I, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, but the burger is there. You can get a replica World Series championship ring with the burger for one hundred and fifty one dollars, oh, or nice. a limited edition. Oh. World Series championship ring for $25,000 while supplies last. Whoa, wow. I'll tell you what. There's a lot. It's it's Wagyu beef on a toasted Irish butter. I I know I say that. Uh, Cage-free pan-fried eggs, gold leaf wrapped, Hudson Valley. There's a million things on this That's too much. I just want a burger with cheese. I don't need all. Maybe some grilled onions, but I don't. If if you're feeling it. Thanks for the heads up because guess what? (laughs) I'm doing a Cubs-Braves game in Atlanta, April 28th on a Thursday. I'm flying in on Wednesday, and I'll tell you what I'm going to do. If the Cubs are playing Wednesday, I'll be at that game Wednesday night, and I will try one of those burgers and charge it on my expense account to MLB. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Let us know. Let us yeah, know Let us know how it if is. you I recommend it. it. That's the plan. Dan, can you stick with us while we do two Absolutely. promo reads? You got a couple more minutes? Absolutely. I got a question, though. Uh, Dan, oh, what, go ahead. Who, do you, who do you got to win the World Series? Kind of the team, I, I'm liking the Toronto Blue Jays a lot. I just Same. love their starting pitching. I, I'm a big fan of Bo Bichette. I think he's got a shot to win the AL MVP. Vlad Jr. is a terrific player. They're just really good. They pick up Matt Chapman to play third base. They've got a pitcher in Alec Manoa, who's going to be about number three on the totem pole for them. He is a really, really good pitcher. I think this is the year Barrios takes a step to that next level. I have... Blue Jays, Dodgers in the World Series. I have the Blue Jays winning the whole thing. I like oh. it because I already placed that future bet on points bet, Luke. Ah, well done, <laughs> Cody. That 13 is a to one. Right <laughs> 13 to 1 odds. The best way to support CHGO is to download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. Remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature, live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can even boost your live same-game parlays. And now... Online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. Say it every day. Luke did it, so all of you can do it if Luke managed to figure out how to do it. So signing up with the fastest sportsbook is now easier than ever. So you can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. You're looking to start your day with a competitive edge? I don't know. Maybe you're getting ready to go have that expensive giant hamburger 
in Atlanta. $151. Well, the way you want to start it <laughs> off, Strava CBD Coffee, a game changer, and it's helped thousands of people improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh-roasted specialty coffee infused with organic, broad-spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp that doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you feel alert and focused without the jitters. Live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy a more restful sleep. The best part, Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh and shipped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated, full-spectrum CBD tinctures for if you're looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effect of benefits. CHGO listeners get 25% off their entire purchase when they use the code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order of StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use the code CHGO25 at checkout. Discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only. One use per customer already loves Strava. Then you subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. You're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. We're talking with MLB Network's star, Dan Plezak, former Cubs pitcher. Real quick, we got some news. Oh, we got some breaking news, Joey. Former Cub, heading back to the division. Caratini was just traded to the Brewers. Oh, Victor Caratini to the Brewers. Without you, Darvish, huh? Yeah, no Darvish. Darvish. Well, that's another uh, former Cub we'll be seeing a lot of. I do, I will say that. That says something about Capusano, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. I, I will say I do like the Cubs. We talked about it before. As far as positions go, the Cubs are sitting pretty with Jan Gomes and Wilson Contreras. I like their catching yeah. situation. There are a lot of question marks, I would say, around the rest of the roster. Catcher, maybe not so much. Um, we're catching up with Dan Plezak, uh, MLB Networks, where you can catch him. Uh, longtime Cub, 18 years in the big leagues. You've seen him on Marquee. You've seen him. Uh, on NBC Sports Chicago, Comcast Sports Network. You see them riding horses <laughs> right up, uh, right along Merrillville over there. <laughs> uh, Dan, there was a report from Stephen Nelson uh, of MLB Network. Uh, he was talking to Lawrence Holmes, and he, he mentioned that basically Carlos Correa was offered seven, seven years, more than $30 million a year by the Cubs, but the offer because he was switching agents, may have not made it and was never presented to him. Uh, assuming there's nobody trying to blow smoke up Stephen, I'm sure his report is absolutely what he was told. My question would be is, if he's getting that offer now and he didn't know about it, why wouldn't he absolutely opt out of that Twins deal after one season? That's a good question, and and I thought I was surprised it was Minnesota, but when the the Twins are right before they signed him, they acquired Sonny Gray in a trade, and the Twins feel like hey they can score some runs. They added a big bat. It was just funny. Sometimes it's those teams that you don't hear anything about. We we heard that the Yankees, possibly the Dodgers, but more than likely he was going to be headed back to the Houston Astros, and I think it's a game changer in the AL West. All of a sudden now. That weakens the Astros, and I think it strengthens the Seattle Mariners. He's a terrific player, Luke. I wouldn't be surprised. He's on a series of one-year opt-out contract. That contract has opt-out after opt-out after opt-out. Don't be surprised if he doesn't test the market again this winter. Seager is going to be off the book. Trevor Story's off the book. 
there's going to be an opening for a shortstop. And if he has a good year, expect him to opt out and the Twins are going to have to pay and pay dearly to keep him. And maybe, just maybe, a team like the Cubs will be in on him later on in the offseason of next year. That's an interesting uh, kind of twist in the way players are thinking, maybe, especially in this weird offseason. You think we might see that a little bit more often, guys betting on themselves for one year and giving themselves that flexibility to see if the market's better the next year around. It's also funny because it's kind of the LeBron James model. Yeah. He's, yes, he's one, it is. His two-year contracts, one-year opt-out, every year if I can last like four, and that's probably going to last for, for the rest of his career. Yeah. yeah, do you think we'll see more of that? Yes, and I think the reason that you will is because the contracts now are so big. It's easy to roll the dice and bet on yourself when you've made enough money to say, okay, listen, I'm going to roll the dice. Max Scherzer did it a few years ago. Everybody thought he was nuts when he did it with the Nationals. He was going to roll the dice, bet on himself, and see what happens. You have a good year, and if you're in the right age bracket, if you're somewhere between 26 and 29 or 30, you pay a premium position, there's going to be a long-term deal. Somebody will give you a long-term deal. And if Correa has the kind of year that he had last year, he's going to get paid and he'll get a guaranteed contract for four or five years. What he's looking for, it's just a matter of time. Were you surprised um, at what some of the guys got this offseason? Chris Bryant's deal was huge for the Rockies. And I think some people were surprised at how much he got and certainly surprised that it ended up being the Rockies overall. Two guys that surprised me, uh, the Bryant contract surprised me. And what really surprised me was Kyle Schwarber reestablishing himself. He took a flyer on himself. He had that one-year deal with the Washington Nationals. And it was just amazing to me how – he flipped the narrative on the industry, went into last year. He was traded to the Red Sox, had a really productive time putting on a Red Sox uniform, parlayed that into a four-year contract, which I've, there were a lot of people, myself included, a couple of seasons ago wondering, man, if the bat doesn't play, and if he can't stay on the field, maybe this career won't be that long. He reconnected, reestablished himself. I thought he and Chris Bryant cashed in the most as far as the offseason went. With the again, we've talked about it a million times the DH coming to the National League that just gave him 30 different teams that could want him just solely for that bat. That, like you said, he found it, he found it again last year. Yeah, the, the one guy I'm surprised I, I'm a big fan of Michael Conforto, an outfielder for the Mets. He still remains unsigned, but the word is he may have some health issues with the right shoulder. Now, this is a guy that he bet on himself, you know, he was. He, elected to take the free agent route. There was word on the street that the Mets approached him towards the end of the year on a multi-year contract. He had let it, he elected to bet on himself. So Carlos Rodon is another guy. I mean, I mean, this was a guy that last year, the first three months of the season, you could make the case that Rodon might have been the best left-handed starting pitcher in baseball. The end of the year didn't go so well. There were a lot of questions health-wise. He parlayed in, at, into a two-year, almost $40 million contract with the Giants. The money's out there. If if you're productive and you're in that right age frame, there are uh, there are multiple teams out there that are willing to pay. Rodon was someone I have wanted the last two years. <laughs> so well, and that I contract mean, yeah. wasn't. It's not like it was crazy. Like right, two years, like, like eighteen million a year. I something definitely like that. wanted a crazy him. Contract. I definitely wanted him last year, going into last year, like before it, because I thought that he would have been like a great reclamation right. project for the Cubs. Then he, like Dan said, had a great you know first half of the season, 
arguably was in the AL Cy Young race and then, you know, had his the issues. He had his health issues and stuff. Now, like, to get a, what was it, two-year $44 million, I mean, or whatever it was, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not a bad, like, it's not a bad deal to take a chance on. Like, it's a nice summer gig to have, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's, I was going to say, Dan, I mean, left-handers, relievers, you still, I mean, if you could give it a shot, get get ready for a couple weeks, you never know. Yeah, Luke, that boat left the dock a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> When I threw that last pitch at Veterans Stadium in 2003, I was done over and out. Boom, I had had enough. <laughs> Your nephew's not doing too bad, though. No, you know what? And this is really a big year for him. He's going to start Saturday's game against the Royals. And it's been really fun to watch my nephew, Zach. He was a three-sport star in high school, point guard on the basketball team, tight end, uh, played third base shortstop, a little bit of pitching. Um, he's been through one Tommy John surgery. He was drafted by the Indians with his arm in his sling. Very competitive. His best skill is he's very athletic, and he just keeps coming at you. If you'll let him throw 195, 200 pitches, he'll throw them. He has no quit in him, and this is a big year for him. I believe after this year, he'll be salary arbitration eligible. So this is a big money year for my nephew, Zach. <laughs> how, how nervous do you get when he, he goes to the mound? More nervous than you did when you went out there yourself sometimes? Yes, because I know what it's like, and I know what it's like to flop and have a bad night, and I know what it's like. When I watched him his first big league appearance, he warmed up in Fenway against the Red Sox, and he was opposing David Price. And all I could think of was, I wonder what's going through his mind right now, warming up in that bullpen, because the fans are right down there on you in that right field corner by the pesky pole. There's no room to play long toss. It's about 65 feet. The catcher gets down, and there's a lot of people hooting and hollering. And yeah, when I watched him last year, he had a rough game against the Yankees. And it was on a Friday night and a couple of home runs. He gave up six runs. And you don't know what to say. I, I don't want to text him and say, hey, keep your head up, hang in there. I'll wait for him to text me a couple of days later. He'll text me, hey, what did you see? What did you like? What do you think I could do different? He's very eager to learn. Uh, he's very competitive. I think that's his best attribute. And uh, he's going to help somebody. I, I don't, I don't know if he pitches well. If he'll be a Cleveland Indian for a long time, but he's a good pitcher and he's very up. He might be the best fielding pitcher in the big leagues, without a doubt. He has the best right-handed pickoff move in first base. I'm warning the three of you: if you decide to come back and you get on first base, don't venture too far away. He will pick your ass off in a flash. <laughs> That's a proud uncle right there. I got him on my fantasy baseball team. I'm feeling really good about him right now. There you go, Dan. I also gotta. I also gotta ask. Uh, well, I gotta tell you. I, I don't. You know, Luke claims to be one of your friends, but I I, I asked him earlier about you and uh, MLB the Show, and yeah, he's I didn't like, know what they were I'm talking like, about. I'm like, is he still on MLB the Show? And yeah, Luke's I, like, Oh, I'm sure he's still on the show somewhere. Like he has said, no idea said, what MLB the Show is. I don't know what show he's on on MLB, yeah. but he's on the yeah. show. I had a nice run, guys, for five <laughs> years. Unfortunately, there's a couple of new voices. Uh, Boog Shambi is going to be the main commentator, and Chris Singleton is going to be the analyst. So Matt Vaskersian and I and Mark DeRosa, we were designated for assignment, so we're out to pasture <laughs> right now. It was a lot of fun while I lasted. <laughs> Someone's going to pick you guys up. I <laughs> hope. Just start a new <laughs> video game. We'll come up with something. Let's do, go. Right? There we go. <laughs> Dan, we appreciate it so much. I know you've you got a busy schedule. You're getting ready for a, a long season at MLB Network, watching a lot of games, and it's always fun to catch up with you. Um, 
Will you do it again sometime this season? Absolutely. All I got to say is CHGO. Woo! Woo! Yeah, yes. Awesome. There awesome. he is, the That's conductor, some... the big blue I train. Love that. Love that. Dan Plezak. Dan, thanks again. We appreciate it, man. Have a great week and a great season. You got it. Three amigos over and out. See you, Dan. Take care. Take care. See you, man. All uh, right. he, he has is, so he much is, energy. He <laughs> is, uh, of all the athletes I've met, Dan Plezak is not only a guy that played 18 years and was a three-time All-Star. He is one of the best people you will ever meet. And that's not just an athlete, just a great guy, a great family guy, will do anything for anybody. Um, can't say enough about him. He's, he's a great person. Love that. I, I didn't bring it up because I feel like I could bring it up with a lot of guests that we're going to have on this show for the foreseeable future. But, like, growing up with – Dan Plesak doing Cubs post game, mm-hmm. like, and now doing conductor, this with him. Conductor of the Big Blue yeah. Train. He had that, like, I believe he auctioned that hat off. Right. Next time we get him on, we'll have to ask him about it. I believe he actually yeah. auctioned the Blue Conductor's hat off. So he might have to get, right. you know, when the Cubs come around here and surprise everybody, we're going to have to get him a new conductor's hat right. when he comes on. Just very cool that, you know, for me at least, yeah. full circle, it feels like. So, you know. Yeah, we got used to you, but yeah, we got used right, to you. Everyone Luke, else is still. Well, yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we get on, uh, I'm gonna talk about point spread again, real fast. If you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars, but if you make a fifty-dollar or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership which unlocks all our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And, and in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sportsbook easier than ever so you can start living your bet life in seconds. What are you all waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. CHGO, we're getting ready for our Cubs post-game shows starting tomorrow for opening day. We've got podcasts and live shows every day, every team. Uh, that post-game show is going to be our first, but certainly not our last. We're going <laughs> to crank them out all season long. Premium written content at the uh, member section of allchgo.com. That's Ryan, that's Jared, uh, that's Brendan. Cody's going to help out. I might dabble in there occasionally. You don't want to read most of my stuff, but <laughs> we'll try it. Uh, dope merch has started filing in everywhere. Like, social media littered with There's people so getting their stuff merch. just in time yeah. for the Bulls playoffs, which they clinched last night, and also for opening day for the Cubs and Sox. So that's super exciting. Uh, you get a free shirt when you become a member, and we've seen some of those coming out. Members only Discord the CHGO Lounge. All right. Lounge. We got a little more to wrap up. Joey's put together a little preseason prediction game for us. And uh, we're just going to – you take it away, Joey. You you ask us whatever you want, and we'll try to put this out I, also on social well, or somewhere while else. While he's getting ready to do that, I, I want to shout out the comments section. It's been, oh, yeah. It's been lit today. We got 52 people watching live on YouTube right now. Hanging uh, out. Appreciate you guys. Uh, I know we haven't been able to answer all of your questions and stuff, but uh, I just wanted to recognize y'all. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I see it scrolling by. We had the con- uh, the chat is hot in the streets, according to Will. Cra- uh, Crazy's Yoshi said, I'm so fired up that baseball's back. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's hard when we're you got someone on screen or someone here. You know, we're trying mm-hmm. to talk to them. It's hard I'm to monitor the I'm looking at the, the left chat, side of the screen at Dan's face yeah. while he's talking. On the right side is the Discord. Um, right. 
Yeah, but just know. Next time we'll have to open up the, the chat for questions. Right. For Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be Nick G said he's going to be in the bleachers tomorrow. He nice. says he's going to be in left field. I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate a good member out in left field bleachers. All right. You guys ready for this? Let's do it. So the way I set it up was we're going to have a couple different things. I still haven't finalized all the point values, you know, and and might add in a couple more prediction categories here. But I think just we'll stick with just the Cubs Cubs centered predictions for right now. But then we're also going to have some a a category of division winners. Uh, pennant winners, MLB awards, and then just some other miscellaneous so it's gonna be a, like MLB a weighted, stuff. A weighted draft, right? Deal. Right. Like for division winners, you're not going to get as many points for picking the Dodgers as you would for picking the Rockies. Ooh, this might benefit me, right. you know. Oh. Um, and then maybe we'll do Cody, just like the Rockies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Brian Love picking the Pirates to win the Central. Maybe no, nah, not that. I'm not that bold. Maybe some like no matter how good the some league leaders and stuff. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm ready. Uh, yeah. So we'll just start and just. You know, we'll get some of your guys' first uh, reactions to this. So, my first thing for the Cubs is who, who's going to be the f- who's going to end this the regular season with the most home runs? Oh, good question. And I think this one you can go a ton of different directions with this. Lead the Cubs oh, in man. homers. Lead the Cubs in homers. You, Cody, you go first. <sighs> I think I, Suzuki, I think Suzuki it. will will do will be that person. Say ya, say ya later. We're gonna be screaming say ya later. A lot this year. By the way, I got to get a hold of Joe from Obvious Shirts because I've got to get the Sega shirt that looks like the old Sega, Sega yeah. video oh, game logo. Cool. Those, those shirts. That are is, that that's might be cool. their best shirt ever. I haven't seen that yeah. one. Oh, it's really it good. It's it's it is. It's really, really good. Yeah. So you say Sega. I say Patrick Wisdom. I know oh. that the the Jonathan VR thing is gonna is gonna you know playing the matches whatever we want to that's could happen. Um, I just give him an extra. He hit 28 home runs last year with Cubs he didn't come record. up till May. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he give him an extra two months. I think he, he still leads the team in, in home runs, regardless of how many at bats VR does take from him. My answer will be one of two guys, and it's going to depend on how Joey weights this. Okay, <laughs> so well, for this, I'm not sure what the weighting will be. Okay, they so might, this might just be this might yeah. just be it, pick the winner. Just pick the winner. Yes, because I'm going two guys, Ian Happ, who I think we've basically forgotten about, hmm. and uh, Frank Schwindel. I mean, I think, I think Schwindel's still going to hit a lot of home runs. So Schwindel would though. be the safer bet, but I could see Ian Happ hitting 25 home runs really easily if he's, if he's getting a lot of playing time. So I'll say Schwindel, but my 1B would be Ian Happ. Right. I like it. You know, I want to skip some of them because, like, I also have first to 25 home runs, you know, which is similar, yeah, yeah. but but also just plays into, you know, a guy that you think can maybe catch fire, start out carry high. us through the first, you know, two-thirds of the season or sure. whatnot. Um, but let's go to a more fun one here. What will occur first? Will the Cubs win 40 games, or will Brendan Davis see his first MLB action? Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Well, how long would it take to win 40 games? Most teams have 40 wins, or like the best teams, right, have 40 wins by June, right? Like beginning yeah. of June. Hold on. I'm going to count out how many. I, remember, I've been saying I, Brennan Davis no earlier than the All-Star break. i got to count out how many games they get. Right, so I'm going to say. I think, I, I'll just go ahead and say that I think Davis will be called up before the 40 wins. Before they win 40. Yes. I think he will be called up, yes. Before the 40. I'll go with Cody. I think Davis is up mm. before they win 40 games. Okay, and you can All take right. that many ways. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. All right, just right. Is it that Davis that well. is going to play his way in? Well, at Triple A, yeah. 
Okay, just to... Or is just, it that the Cubs are going to take a year to hit 40 wins? You know? Oh, well, I mean... Okay, just to, just to have a little variance, I'm going to say 40 wins before Brendan Davis sees action. That's fair. Yeah, maybe the Cubs get on, hot. On that note, right away. another Cubby. Brendan Davis one. Who's Who will see the show first, Brendan Davis or Caleb Killian? Davis. Brendan Davis. Brendan Davis. Oh, no, I agree, answer. but I, I think that there can be some positional things that, that factor Possibly. in, you know, just yeah. with there's already been some injuries in the rotation. Who knows sure. how that'll play out. I just don't out, think the Cubs are going to rush on Killian. I think Davis is more prime ready to come to it the It depends yeah, where you look, league. though. Some of these places have Killian's ETA as the 2022 yeah. season where no, they no, don't I, think. I think we'll yeah. see. Right. It's I not a crazy we'll question. Killian. I just right. think that they right. bring up Davis before Killian. I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Yeah. Um Okay, one uh, one I'm curious about here. Between, uh, okay, yeah. Who do you think will finish the year with the most saves? As you know, the closer position is kind of up in the air right now. Uh, is this on the Cubs or in the league? On the, on the Cubs. On the, on the, on the Cubs. Cubs. Finish the year with the most saves. Rowan Wick. I'll say Givens. I'll, I was, I'm going to go with Givens, too. I was going to say Michael Givens. All right. Okay, how Just about. Just because uh, I think he's, he's, he's got some experience and he's yeah. kind of proven he can do it. So I think that's the type of it's, guy we'll also ride. But I, it, those, I are the two, really, those are the two guys. Are the two it's going to be really close between them two, I yeah. think. I don't think either one is going to stand out as this team's closer. At I also believe that. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not but sure I, anyone's going to run away with no. the everyday. There's no 30-save guy on no. this team. Right. No, Gibbons right. will edge Rowan Wick out by a very small margin, I think. Okay, <laughs> we were talking about this a little bit <laughs> yesterday. We're setting the combined over-under for Nick Madrigal and Nico Horner home runs. Ten and a half. Ten and a half combined mm-hmm. home runs. Ten and a half Horner, combined home runs. Horner and Madrigal. I have no choice. <sighs> I hope to take the over because I was I was calling Nico my X factor for this season. And I think he's ready to have a big season and prove he's a big time major league player. I have no choice but to take the over and back my own belief. I like that. I'm, I like the over. I'm too. going over. I um, wasn't surprised that you guys were all Go and then Madrigal showed he's got the he's yeah. got the pop. So I heard, I saw someone you know? call him Nicky Barrels. Yeah, yeah. now he's um, Nicky Barrels. Forget I originally had it contact. set higher, but then when I checked the Fangraphs projections, I was like, "That's way too high. Twenty five is too high." You know, these guys are each projected at like oh, I would have to, I, three I and four, we'll go, respectively. Okay. Over ten and a half is fine with me. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll yeah, keep, we're all going over. All right. On that note, who finishes the year with the most starts at shortstop? Ooh, between. Uh, Again, well, I would have. Know, there's a lot of guys that are in the. I mix. would have to stick with my belief that Nico Horner has a great season. That he's going to earn the job, and that he's going to earn the job. So I would say Nico, although he could, because he's so flexible, mm-hmm. get a lot of play at other positions around the field yeah. if he's playing well. So. Again, I I I started basing my big season for Nico off that play in the field. Yeah. I think he's worked on it. I don't think they're calling up anybody that's going to jump in there. Or not. <laughs> Simmons is starting the season hurt out Nico Horner. Yeah. I like uh, Nico there. I'm going to go Simmons. I think Simmons gets more starts, but for the reasons you say, is that Nico can play everywhere. Can play right. They'll get a lot that's of definitely out, a, get a part of work. It. They could have Nick Madrigal DH a lot while Nico Horner goes to second base. And VR. And he's had trouble staying yeah, Health well, is a factor, so too. I, I think VR is probably going to move around the diamond a lot, move around the infield. He'll play some third, too, and mm. who knows, you know. I'll stick with Nico. Um, okay, here's another fun one. Most home runs. Javi, KB, oh. Rizzo, Schwarber. Oh, Schwarber. Schwarber. Between okay. those four? 
I mean, are, have, well, have you guys Bryan forgotten Colorado. that Chris Bryant's playing at Coors yeah, Field in, now? He's in Coors Field. I don't care. They're he's going to have less protection in the lineup than yes. Kyle Schwarber yeah. will. Schwarber. I will go, again, I'm calling Schwarber yep. the home run king in the National League, so I have to go. The Jedi of Chicago is Ryan a Mizzou grad. That hat looks a lot like the Jesse Collins. Jesse's co- Let's go, the Collins. Let's go. I yes, love he that. is. M I Z. Yes. I don't even know um, what that means. I don't know what it means. I'm gonna. Either. I'm gonna go Schwarber with you guys though. Schwarber. Okay. Haters. I, I'll take Bryant there. I'll take <laughs> Bryant. Take Bryant in the mile high. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's not a okay. bad take either. Uh, I think when you look at Chris Bryant's splits and Nolan Arenado's splits, like they're when you take Arenado away from Coors Field, they're they're similar players. Arenado was hitting like 38 a year when he was. Yeah. You know, I, I, I wouldn't be I surprised. Still Schwarber. Still going short. Um, Schwarber hits 40. 7 1 22. July 1st. Is Wilson Contreras a member of the Cubs? Yes. July 1st. Is he on the team? Yes. Yes. yes we all he's, think, he's yes, he's on the, the team. Go go to, because what, the trade deadline's August 2nd this That's, year? Uh, yeah, it's about a month before the change deadline. It to, change it to 8 3 22, and then you have a bigger discussion. Oh. Okay, he's fine. How about that? Post trade deadline. I mean, based on everyone we've had on the well, show so far, going to say no. That seems like it would be. That's why I picked. Oh, saying yes. <laughs> that's I'm, why I you're picked. Both saying he's on maybe that's the, the maybe that's a weighted pick. You know, yeah. Cody and Ryan get okay, some extra points. I like points that. Yeah, that's, taking, a, that's a weighted for, one for the optimism. Well, Deal. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you can. You, you're the you're the producer. You keep it how you want. I'm saying if you want to go trade deadline, though, you're the game master. That's definitely a Joey better. the game master. That's what they call him. That's what they call me. Yep. Yep. Let's see what's another good one here. So you guys think that what will occur more? I'm going to change this one on the fly. Will Nick Madrigal earn more walks or will Marcus oh, Stroman man. start more games? So his walk rate Nick is Madrigal's walk rate is yeah. 5%, about yeah. 5%. Yeah, <sighs> likes to swing the bat. Or Marcus Stroman so makes start contact. more games. He's from so the Stroman hobby tree. Could make 32 starts. Yeah. Will so will Madrigal have more than 30, 30 Basically, is what the question is. I mean, yeah. thirty. Walks. Well, you're also looking at playing time versus pitchers, which we've said are going to have a tough time staying healthy. Knock on wood, yeah. Marcus Stroman. But as uh, as Plesac just said, Marcus Stroman's a guy that he did. You know, is going to eat so up some I'll, innings. I will. I will go with uh, Big Danny Sack and go with Marcus Stroman. I am going to. Oh, hold on. I'll go with Matt Madrigal having, uh, having over 30 walks. Okay, so Tristan's going strolling. I we'll looked at the stats. Make. The last full season that Madrigal did play, he had 44 walks. That was 2019. We were still in the minors. Mm-hmm. So the 2020 was obviously like a half season, not even a half right. season. And then he got hurt last year. Not again, not a full season. How about uh, I'm gonna go? I'm gonna go Madrigal. I'm gonna go. Madrigal. By the way, Tristan voted for Javi in the home run deal. I, oh, that's wow. not that's a not bad, bad pick. The thing no, is, not, like, you can get away with any of crazy. those. I, know I don't love Rizzo. I know Rizzo hits a lot of homers. Rizzo can hit it far, likely. but like Comerica Park isn't necessarily a, a home run fitting. Joey, I would make that a weighted friendly one. place. Yeah, I agree. Even though, even but even you are Rizzo, the game master Joey, Rizzo at, at Yankee Stadium with the short right field porch. Like, I, I think that's a good one to be weighted because I think the obvious pick is Schwarber for us, yeah. and then Chris Bryant. But Javi, if it's weighted. Isn't a bad pick, and same with Rizzo. Rizzo is probably the, the three-pointer, the, Javi two, and then maybe KB and yeah, Schwarber one point. Yeah. One more I like is uh, Cubs over under one and a half All-Stars. Where's the All-Star game yeah, this year? Oh, so want me to get In to LA. Well, the Cubs here's, send two representatives to LA. We Every team has to send one. So yeah. 
January yes. says Joey we're the Game Master. sending Willie and we're sending Strowman. Bank it. You're going too. Yeah. Here's my thing. I came in today and um, my belief in this Cubs team, not to go to the World Series or anything, my belief is growing. I, I, I'm getting more and more confident in this roster that they're going to be able to hit. Uh, a little more confident that the bullpen's going to be what we think the bullpen's going to be. Uh, that guys like Nico and Hap are going to have the season you think they still can have in the big leagues. I, I think Frank Schwindel could possibly redo what he was doing at the end of last year. I think that's he's more likely to be successful than Patrick Wisdom in recreating that. If all those things happen, they're going to have multiple All-Stars. I will go under, though. I, I think they could oh, still man. be very successful this season and contend for a playoff spot, one of those wild cards, and yet still only have the one all-star. So I'll go under. Hey, Willie See, will be one of the top catchers. I feel know, like he's the agree. lock. You know where I also look at it is if, or Stroman if or Contreras right? does earn an all-star, but he gets traded before the all-star game and is not <sighs> technically a member of the Cubs, well, I'm still going to say over, though. I'm gonna say you're going to go over. We're going over. I, I mean, I think Contreras is going to be is going to end the year on the Cubs. I'm going over. They're going to have well, was over well, one and a half. You yeah, know what? We should make that rule right now. No matter what team he's on, Wilson that Contreras counts. counts. Yeah. Last question. I want to hit you guys with right, before hit, we sign off. Hit it with this game. Master. Over under seventy five point five wins. Over under seventy five point five. We're taking the over. I'm smashing it. Mm. That's pretty mm. close to five hundred. Eighty one wins would be five hundred. I, I think so I, I like the over. Five games under is. A pretty consistent measure of where most of the projections have them around yeah. seventy three well to seventy six. What yeah. I've been thinking for two months. I I figured you guys would, over. would take I'm, the over. I'm going to go over by like barely, barely over. It's going to be it's a gonna, sweat. It's going to come down to like the last series of the year to see if they because they're in Cincinnati to end the year, right? Yeah. To see if they they're against Cincinnati. It's going to come down to that last series to see if they hit that over or not. I'm going over. I think it's an 81-win team this year. Ooh, I like that. 500 exactly. I like I've that. Got one for, I've got I like one that. for you, Joey. Yes. Are we going oh, yeah. to shove on Cubs postgame live? Fuck yeah, we are. Shoving every day. We are going to shove. Four or five times a week, we will be oh, shoving. Five that is confirmed. Five days a week for an hour, we will, in fact, be shoving. There it is. See you, Geo yeah. Cubs fans. Keep your eyes out. We'll try and finalize this list and maybe send it out so that you guys can fill it out yourselves. And we'll just, you know, you can keep everyone's score we'll and see. Even if it's not, even if it's not tonight, which will be the right. goal. But you know, even tomorrow, if it's not tonight, it's totally valid whatever. the first week of the season. Right. Like, just get, you know, whatever. And we could, you know, just see how you're. Predictions stack up against, you know, Ryan, Cody, and Luke. We'll get Corey and Brendan to submit predictions as well. We'll see what the White Sox guys think. Are we, do we have time to do, like, our full-on season prediction? Uh, yeah, we could do it quickly. Yeah, whatever you want. I'm just curious because we yeah, had us fill it out. So. We're yeah, co- co- do it. Oh, are we doing are we no, going, you, like, Don't you have the lineup? Oh, I've got the lineup quickly. Yeah, yeah. Let's the, do the lineup. We'll do our quick line. quick opening day lineup. That's not valid well, tomorrow about pregame show. Yeah. Cody and Ryan did opening day lineups. Yes. All right, so I got Ortega leading off, Schwindel batting second, Ian Happ and Suzuki in the middle with Contreras batting fifth, then Villar, VR, VR, whatever. Thank you, Ryan. Come batting on. sixth, and Nico Horner, Alfonso Rivas, and Nick Rivas. Who was seen at Wrigley Field. He was. Yes, who was seen. The Cubs definitely post that. So, Here. again. Go, go back to Cody's real fast. Yeah. Yeah, um, so 
Orte- I have Ortega out in center, so you'd be taking Hayward's spot. That's the mm. may probably likely not to happen in terms of Ortega, but that's Gosh, what I, I would like to happen. Um, Hayward's going to start tomorrow. Yeah, everyone yeah. has told me that. That's the, tip right. of the, that's the tip of the cap to the veteran. They'll, right. they'll, they'll play yeah, they're gonna DR Hayward. instead of wisdom. Yeah. Mine, I've been steadfast, magical, leading off. I'm sticking with that. Yeah, Nick uh, at number one at second base. Ortega's DHing, but he's still in the lineup. And you got Suzuki, Contreras, Schwindel in the heart of the order. Hap as a switch hitter, you know, get a lefty bat in there against Burns. I was stuck between VR or Wisdom. I went Wisdom. I just Wisdom's I think, your boy. You love no, Wisdom. I just, I, don't want. I just think Patrick Wisdom is going to start tomorrow. Um, and then Nico Get Horner. With it. Nico Horner, obviously, uh, shortstop, uh, especially if Simmons is on the aisle. Like, that's Nico's spot. Um, but I have him a little lower, and then Jason Hayward will get the start in center field in my projected lineup. That, I feel like, is more likely to happen than mine. Mine is what I hope happens. I bet you it ends up being a combination of the two. Oh, yeah. That's what I think. It'll be sure. somewhere right in between there. I just think you need a little bit more lefty lefty hitters in there tomorrow with Corbin Burns coming to Wrigley Field uh, for his opening day start. Oh, it's going to be it's gonna be tough for any lineup we put out there to have no success against Burns. No doubt. Yeah, we'll take, take the under tomorrow. We're ready. It's finally okay. here. Ryan will be at the ballpark tomorrow. We're ready to go out on assignment tonight. Special spot. We'll explain tomorrow. You'll see it on social media. Uh, until then, thanks for uh, watching and listening. The CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. We're back tomorrow. Opening day pregame show starting at 1230 right here. And then we'll have the postgame show after we fly the W. We'll see you then.